Hey, DadBod Project brother, my name is Daniel Dezan and I am the host of the go-to podcast for men all around the globe that are looking to learn not only how to become healthier physically, but also mentally as well. I've been a personal trainer and a health coach for over 15 years and I've helped hundreds of men just like you smash their health and fitness goals. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. We are talking about how to best manage muscle soreness and those annoying freaking injuries. So my intention for today's podcast is to help you to understand on how to get a better idea on working with soreness, working with injuries, what you can actually do despite being told many times that you probably can't do much in that state. I'm here to challenge that silly idea on today's podcast. So by the end of it, I hope you have some nice ideas, clever things that you can do and a better understanding on how to actually manage the idea of if you are ever in a position where you have some kind of soreness, ache, pain, injury, whatever you want to call it. So let's get into today's podcast. Let's have fun first and foremost. Let's have a joke. Let's learn some cool shit in three, two, one. How to best manage muscle soreness and those annoying freaking injuries. I'm going to let you in on a bit of a secret. Coach Dan's going to share a secret with you on today's podcast, and that is one of my main priorities. So a client will hire me as their coach for usually a handful of things. One, Number one being fat loss, then followed closely by muscle gain, followed closely by that is improved fitness, confidence, et cetera, et cetera. But the, whatever I am hired by my client for, my top of mind priority at the very start is to help to make sure that I am always keeping top of mind of keeping injuries at bay and making sure that my clients remain injury and soreness free. Because the problem with injuries is this. I'm sure you have been in the position in the past where you have copped an injury, whether it be an ankle, shoulder, pec, knee, whatever, elbow, whatever it may be. And you would, of course, agree that injuries are a killer for your progress because typically what would have happened is you would have got a sore elbow or a shoulder or a knee, whatever it may be or a sore back, and that is it for your progress. That is it for the momentum that you were maybe in to achieve your fitness goals, whatever they may be. So that is the reason of why my number one priority as my client's coach and mentor is to make sure that I'm always keeping top of mind of making sure that we reduce the risk of injury and we make sure I make sure that in their programs that I'm always keeping top of mind, if they don't get injured, then that is a good thing. Because if you don't get injured, then you stay in the game. And if you stay in the game for long enough, then you are sure to achieve your results. And we all know or either have been or know people that have been in the situation where they were getting really good progress and then bang, an injury happens and everything changes everything, all the momentum falls to shit. So it's a massive killer for your progress. So if you can take this topic more serious perhaps than what you are currently and not 
get injured and follow a plan that's going to help you to reduce the risk of injury, then you are so much more likely to actually achieve your results. And this isn't really an area that is spoken about much, which is why I thought it would be the perfect opportunity to cover this topic because we get caught up in in talking about all these goals and working hard and training programs and all of that, but there isn't that much kind of content and information on when you're not able to to do that because you are in an injured state. So let's go through some points that you need to understand so that we can mitigate, reduce the amount of risk when it comes to muscle soreness and also injuries as well. And the problem is this as well. Often, there is shitty advice that is given to us, especially from GPs to when, whenever someone goes and sees a GP for an injury, which I think is not a clever idea anyway to do that because they are not experienced in this area. But many people will go and see a GP for a particular injury. And of course, the GPs are not trained very much at all in this area. And usually the advice that they will give to their, if they're clever, they will refer on but I have had plenty of clients that have gone to see a GP because they, they thought that that was the best person to go and see and they didn't understand that it was not and they didn't get referred on to by a physio and literally they were given the advice from someone that doesn't even look like they're in shape themselves, doesn't even look like they exercise themselves. So, I mean, that is a red flag in itself from the GP, but the GP would give some shitty advice like, just rest, take some Voltaren, take some anti-inflammatories and literally that is it. And I mean, that is just a cop out. That is a red flag telling you that they have no fucking idea what they are talking about. And that explains of why you should not be going to see a GP like that because they're not pointing you in the right direction of what you need to do if you are in an injured state. But of course, most people don't really know this. So they'll go and see a GP. And if you're lucky, you'll get one that will refer you on to a professional like a physio or a chiro. No, they won't refer you, refer you to a chiro because they're anti-chiro. They'll refer you to a physio and hopefully that fixes that problem. But unfortunately, shitty advice is given often by GPs to rest, do no movement with the area, don't do anything. And that is just to kind of cop out because they don't really understand of what they're talking about. And from a litigation point of view, if they say do nothing, then they have covered themselves. Whereas if they say go and do something, you go and do it, you get injured further and then you go and sue them. So you can see of why they're very conservative, very shit advice is often given in this respect. So the best take-home message when we are talking about muscle soreness, injuries, and managing them is to make sure that you listen very carefully to your body and what it is telling you. Our bodies are very, very clever and sometimes we don't give our bodies enough credit and we like to get this feedback in the form of pain with something that we might be doing, but we choose to not listen to it. We choose to ignore it and we continue on doing what it is that we're doing to, lo and behold, find out that we have made the situation or the injury worse. 
So the take-home message is to make sure that you listen to your body because your body is very clever. Your body is a lot more clever than you think. And if you are getting pain, that is a feedback mechanism that it does not like what it is that you are doing. So make sure that you are always keeping this in mind and you are aware of how your body is responding and how it is communicating whenever it is that you are doing a particular movement. And if you're getting pain, that is a really good indication that it does not like what it is that you are doing and you should not be disregarding that and you should be listening to your beautiful body because, of course, does Coach Dan need to remind you that you are only given one body? I did that. That means two. One body and you have to look after it. And it's not, unfortunately, until we abuse our bodies or some people abuse our bodies and then it fucks up and then we need a hip replacement, joint replacement, and or we're injured, we have a significant kind of injury that we realize like, shit, we were taking for granted massively having a mobile functioning body, and now we do not, and now we look like the silly ones for not paying attention to the most valuable vehicle that we have, which is our bodies. Cool? Another thing that's important that you understand is that there is a difference between muscle soreness and an injured kind of injury kind of pain. So we need to discern the difference between the two because I am okay with muscle soreness and my clients continuing to train with muscle soreness, especially because the way that I program works around muscle soreness while other areas are sore, we work on other areas. But it is important that you know the difference between muscle soreness and also the muscle in, in muscle feeling injured. And there is a distinct difference in the level of pain and also the kind of pain as well. And you need to know the difference because if you mistake muscle soreness for an injury kind of pain and you continue working through a particular exercise despite getting what you think is muscle just muscle soreness and it ends up being muscle pain, then you can definitely make the area more affected and you can prolong the amount of time that it takes in order to not be injured anymore. So the best forms of recovery and rehabilitation in my opinion, and this is something that I've got a lot of experience in because even when I was a face-to-face personal trainer, I used to work with a boatload of clients that would come to me with injuries, I would work with a lot of clients that would typically have gone and seen another trainer and they weren't happy or maybe their other trainer injured them even worse and then they would come to me to try to solve this long-standing problem of an ache or a pain or back pain or shoulder pain or whatever it may be. So I have a lot of experience in this area and I've tried and tested a lot of methods to come back to working out what I believe is the most important, most effective way to working and treating a client with a particular injury or ache or a pain. And the best form of recovery and rehab is to continue exercising around the injury. And what that does not mean, that doesn't mean that if a client work starts working with me and they have very bad back pain that I just give them obviously if I give them the negligent advice of just push through it and continue squatting and continue deadlifting and harden up it's not about that at all but what I do 
is we regress the kind of movement patterns down to the point of where they can continue doing exercise pain-free. And then once we incorporate that for a long enough time, we strengthen the area, we lengthen the area as well. And then what we do is we start then building it back up. But we always need to regress movement patterns to the point of where you can continue training and exercising and it not aggravate and give you pain, obviously. So that requires you to continue to keep moving and continue to strengthen the area so that it doesn't tighten up and that you keep the area nice and strong. Because if there's one thing that injuries love, it is weak and tight areas. So if you can focus on not having that area weak, and if you can focus on not having that area tighten up, which is a challenge, of course, then you can make sure that you don't get injured as often or you reduce the severity of the injury or you bounce back faster from any kind of aches and pains. And I see this happen many times with my clients where previous to working with me, they will do something like lean over down into a fridge and they'll fuck their back and they'll be out literally for weeks, sometimes months. So what I typically see with those kinds of clients is by me working on lengthening and also strengthening the lower back, if I've got knowledge of that's what they come to me with, which of course I do, then what typically happens is sometimes that they, they can still get that kind of ache or pain in the back. But what what used to take months or weeks or months to rehabilitate and go back to not being in pain sometimes just takes a couple of days off and then they're back to normal. So it's that increased, it's the acceleration of the bounce back, which is what I see, which is what you should be interested in, in, in as well. So if you are in an injured state and currently or in the future, it is important, so important that you find a great physio or a chiro to work with, depending on the kind of injury, depending on the kind of pain and how long you've had it, of course. And it is so important that you work with someone that points you in the right direction of what you what you the next few steps are and if they are the kind of conservative they're going to give you the shitty conservative advice like i explained that some gps unfortunately do then what that means is you are going to prolong it is going to be a prolonged very annoying very exhausting kind of journey in order to get back to not being injured. And what I do see as well with a lot of physios is the cheeky bastards, they like to prolong the amount of visits that they are allocating with their client in order for them to get back to scratch and not be injured. And I've had plenty of clients that have seen physios And in my opinion, it shouldn't have taken as long as it did. And they kept booking in session after session after session. And before we know it, they've been going for a couple of months and they're still not really in a different position than when they began. So if you are a sign of a good physio or a chiro, they won't be locking you into months and months of treatment they will be giving you plenty of stuff to do on your own and explaining what you can do to work on outside of the treatment. Because what you need to understand with 
any kind of treatment is it's not magic. Like you don't go and see a physio and they get their magic wand and they wave it over the injured area and that's it. You're back to normal. I mean, it does not work like that. And quite quite often the rehabilitation, the most effective part of the journey of getting back to being uninjured and and being rehabilitated is actually the shit that you do when you're not in the treatment room in the form of of the stretches or the or the strengthening work that literally no body does (laughs) i mean the poor physio will sit there circling a whole bunch of things that you need to be doing or you should be doing with in terms of stretches or strengthening exercises and of course most people do none of it and then they wonder why it takes so damn long to not be injured. So make sure that you are working with a professional that understands where exactly you are injured, like what needs to happen. And I much prefer someone that actually looks like they train themselves and they're actively training. I mean, like, I I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I just don't understand on how someone that is a fitness professional does not look like they would be fit and healthy. Like I don't understand on how someone that is dealing with injuries and and dealing with fitness and prescribing exercises like a personal trainer or a physio or a chiro, I don't understand how someone in our position could look like they, they are unhealthy themselves and they look like maybe they need personal trainers. I mean, I don't think that a good personal trainer needs to look like Mr. Olympia because I certainly don't look like Mr. Olympia. But what I think should be the expectation is that the trainer, the physio, the chiro should not look like they are very overweight. They should not look like they've got terrible posture themselves because they (laughs) are a representation of their work. And like, maybe I'm crazy for thinking this, but I don't think there should be overweight personal trainers giving advice to their clients on how to not be overweight when they are overweight themselves. I mean, there there seems to be a massive disconnect in my mind on how the fuck that even makes sense. So I don't even know why we went down that tangent, but I just thought I would let you know a little bit of insight on that. So you need to work with someone that actively trains themselves because if they're actively training themselves, which they should be, then they are going to give you more up-to-date current advice and they are less likely to give you this stupid conservative crap like just rest, take a whole bunch of anti-inflammatories and she'll be right, mate, which happens so freaking often and it's so annoying. So work with an open-minded physio or a chiro that's going to point you in the right direction, give you a plan of what needs to happen. You obviously go and execute and do it and then happy days. The last thing that I want to share with you on this topic on how to manage muscle soreness and injuries is the importance on focusing on a training exercise plan that emphasizes flexibility, mobility, and prehabilitation. No, I did not say rehabilitation. I said prehabilitation, which of course means the rehab style exercises that typically people would know whenever they have been in an injured state. They'll go and do these exercises, hopefully, so that they are no longer injured. Years and years ago, I thought like, wouldn't it be more clever if people did 
prehab rehab exercises before they actually get injured. And I thought that I always thought that that made a whole lot more sense to give clients rehabilitation style exercises before they get in an injured state rather than not doing them, neglecting them, having weak and tight areas and then injuring them and then being fucked. And that's the only thing that they can do because the physio has given it to them. So I incorporate heaps of prehab exercises especially at the start when i can when i'm working with a client to make sure that we strengthen and lengthen the area so that we massively reduce the risk of injury down the track to make sure that we like we spoke about at the start of this podcast we keep them in the game we keep the momentum and the progress going so that we are a lot more likely to help them to get to where they want to be with their health and fitness goals so there needs to be an emphasis on stretching there needs to be an emphasis on flexibility mobility and there should be a very accurate idea of what someone's lifestyle is now especially that we've just come out of lockdown we have spent many many excess hours doing too much sitting and as a result we were not designed to be sitting with that 90 90 position of the knees and the hips and being in extended periods of time in that position is not good at all especially for our hips for our lower back for our core muscles all of that so all of these things need to be factored in especially with someone's lifestyle. If I have a client that I know does a lot of sitting as in they're a teacher or they've got some kind of office job, then straight away what that means to me is that I need to be giving them a whole lot more hip mobility and hip flexor stretching, hamstring stretches, glute stretches to make sure that we offset a lot of that excess sitting that they do for their lifestyle. I mean, there's no point as their coach, as their trainer saying like, no, just like don't sit for a long period of time, which I hear so often. It's like, yeah, maybe on paper that sounds amazing, but that's very stupid, unpractical advice. The chances of them just stopping what they're doing for work is is ridiculous so rather than telling them to do a career change the next best thing is to just consider when i'm writing their programs to make sure that we incorporate a lot of stuff that offsets that excess sitting that they're doing so that is it for today's podcast i really hope that you got value from today's podcast and if you are currently in an injured state or you have some kind of muscle soreness going on my hope is that you have more of an awareness on how to actually treat it what you need to do and if you are in a position where you have felt like you have been spinning your wheels with a particular injury even if you're not in an injured state if you have felt like you've been spinning your wheels for a long time on actually achieving those fitness goals that you have, then make sure you reach out to me in my DMs. You know where to find me. I'm all over social media and I'll be happy to see where I can add value because I know from past experience of working with so many clients that have and were in this situation of how frustrating it can be. I mean, it can be very, 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 very negatively impacting on their entire life as plenty of clients have been in this struggle before. So I really hope that you got value from this. And most importantly, I hope that you learn something new. And on top of that, making sure that you implement something immediately as well. So that is it from Coach Daniel from the Dad Bod Project. I really appreciate your attention. We'll jump on tomorrow for hashtag Workout Wednesday to do it all again for another topic that you need to know. I hope you are having the best 
Tuesday of your entire life. Have a good night, and we will chat tomorrow. Coach Daniel from the Dad Bod Project is out. Ciao. Thank you so much for tuning into the Dad Bod Pod podcast, the number one podcast for learning exactly how to live a long, strong, and healthy life as a modern-day man. If you are getting value and want to work with me and my team to learn how to accelerate those precious health and fitness goals of yours, then what I want you to do is go to my Instagram at the.db.project and DM me with the words dadbod. Or if Facebook is more your jam, then why not slide into my DMs with the words dadbod to my personal account under the name Daniel Dezen, D-E-Z-E-N. Our mission is to help busy men get more active and help them love who and what they see in the mirror all over again. So go to my Instagram at the.db.project or my Facebook page and DM me with the word dadbod and me and you can have a chat to help put you on the right correct path for those health and fitness goals of yours.